And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, Satan replied. Remember him with the book of Job. Hey, guess what? This is going to really shock you. Satan talks. Sorry. He spoke in the garden. He spoke to God in this very unique exchange. And when he talks, he introduces challenges, lies, doubts, and temptations. He accuses God. So how much more is he going to accuse you and me of playing favorites with Job? And then he challenged God to strip Job of his bubble. Yes, there is a hedge of protection. There was a protection for him, his home, and his property. And there's a hedge of protection around believers. If Satan had his unrestrained way, we'd all be dead or worse. Next, you have made him prosperous in everything. It's a dare, a bet, a challenge. The enemy asks, because he has to, to strip Job to the bottom of the bottom. God allowed Job to accumulate over time, not in an instant, and in his prosperity, it extended well beyond riches. Unfortunately, we are trained to be blind to see the actual value. The enemy asks for a change in Job's situation because that will produce a cursing and a hatred for God. Now, how's that for a personal lesson? I'm going to break in a second, but how's that for a lesson? that the enemy tries to get our situation to change because he thinks that's going to produce in us a cursing or a hatred for God. Hmm, I wonder why it's in the book. And finally, God has to give permission and parameters for the contest. Of course, we call it a trial, a testing, or other spiritual-like phrases. But in this case, it's likely in some of our own, there is a cosmic contest going on all around us. May the Lord open our eyes. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations. Hey, you got enough of that the last half hour. Spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase. Dot org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. Now, there is something cool that happens when you call. 
You call 972-445-0770, and you will end up talking to Amazing Jen. Now, here's the thing. In the earlier part of the show, we said that talking to Amazing Jen is like traffic on the way into the work, that there's no traffic. But I want you to also know that talking to Amazing Jen is like no traffic on the way home from work. Oh, that's so much more important. And then you will feel amazing. See, that's the one that counts. <laughs> See, going into work, eh, going home, oh yeah. <laughs> Just want no, no traffic. Parthesis, Lord. Parthesis. Anyhow, the bottom line is maybe you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. We want you to have that opportunity to engage. Hebrews 10, uh, 10, 25, Hebrews 3.25, talk about supporting one another and strengthening one another and blessing one another and encouraging one another as the return of Jesus Christ gets closer and closer. And it is closer and closer. Take a look outside. Turn on your television. Open up your internet. Look at your phone. You know it's getting, you can almost feel it in the air. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. It sure is. Now, if you want to reach out to us, you're welcome to do that. We have a couple of different things we want to open up for you. You can do a prayer request. You can do a praise report. I can tell you that you can call in or text in or you can email in on trivia, but I sometimes forget to give you the trivia answer because <laughs> that's why. So the trivia question from the last time we had a trivia question was Paul prayed how many times to have the thorn in his flesh removed everybody who responded by text got it correct by the way the answer is three he prayed three times for have it removed and God said no 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 and no 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 <laughs> so yeah that 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 didn't pan out very well so there was no 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 and then there was no 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 and see, that's that's one of the cool things about the Lord. He he didn't, you know, it wasn't like a bad thing. He was just saying, oh, 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 oh how many times? It's like, no, 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 no. All right, so the next trivia question, and this is a good one, and you guys should be able to get this right away. So if we have anybody calling in, we got it right away. I think they can get it. Here we go. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, who was the first person to experience fear in the Bible? <gasps> All right. Now, in the meantime, we have somebody calling in. So I'm going to assume they're not calling for trivia. Is that correct? Okay. So they're calling to a question or prayer? They have a prayer request. Fire them on. Send them on in. And uh, let's have them come on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, how can I help you? I, I just called in for a prayer request for my wife. Of uh, we're going on forty-one years married, and she's got some health problems, and uh, she's got pneumonia right now, and a UTI. And uh, in the past, when they've had that, they put her in the hospital, and I've nearly lost her several times. She's on oxygen twenty-four-seven. Anyway, I love your show. Listen to you all the time. I love your your ministry, and I know you have prayer requests. And I just wanted to ask. She's she's at home. She's not eating very much, and I, I hate when I when I can't get her to eat. I get fussy with her. I just yeah, I'm no, like, you got to eat. You got to keep your strength up. I don't yep. want you in the hospital, and I yep. try not to worry. And I, I love the Lord, and I I've served the Lord since I was sixteen, and I'm spirit filled, and I know 
that there's power in prayer. And I just want to ask you to agree with me in prayer that she's absolutely again, what's going to be name? fine. You know, what's her name? Sheila. 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 All right, let's do it together, brother. Okay. Yes. Sir. Two or more yes, agree sir. upon anything. It should be done. So let's do it. Father, we thank come you. before you right now. We thank you and we praise you. We worship you. First and foremost, thank Lord, you. you are awesome. And we love you. And we just so appreciate your grace. And we lift up Sheila to you right now. And we are asking that there could be a release of the power of the Holy Spirit in her life in yes, such Lord. a way that she yes, would Lord. sense that refreshing and that reviving. And she would feel better, Lord. Give her an appetite. Give her a strength. Give her a, a passion just to move forward, Lord. Yes, Lord. We Thank just you. ask you in Thank the name you. of Jesus to bring comfort yes, to Gary, and grace to this family, and pour it out to the glory of your name, and let him call back with a great testimony. We lift yes, her Lord. up Thank before you. you. We lift him up before you. Our whole audience offers their faith, and we ask you for Thank grace. You. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, brother. David. I love you, Joe. I love you, brother. And I, I pray with when you whenever you pray for your people, and it, some some of them break my heart. And I'm praying right there with you on all of them. And uh, I appreciate that, uh, brother. I, I really, really do. Keep us Thank posted you. too. We'll keep praying. You let me know how she's doing. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. God bless you. All right. God bless you. Bye. 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 All right. See, that's what we do. I mean, that's a big part of what we do. That's a big part of what we are or what we want to be. Is you know, this, and, and I've, you've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. I don't have any problem talking about this from this angle. We're brothers and sisters. I know some of us have different backgrounds and this, that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they start really going after Christians, and they will, it's going to, your denominational difference will mean nothing. What will matter is whether you have a genuine relationship with God through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. That is what's going to matter. That's why I'm just I'm just laying it before you. Let's be real about it. You know, I've gone through lots and lots of stuff, and I've been in lots and lots of churches. And let me say this. I, I do want to say this. There are so many great churches. I know there's some bad churches. Don't, don't misunderstand. There are bad churches. That's, that's just the way it is. But there's so many great churches with people in them that just love the Lord, that are doing the best they can before the Lord. You should just be so blessed by that. Those are your brothers and sisters. When it's all said and done, that's who you're going to be. That's who you're going to be hanging out with for all eternity. So that's that's some cool stuff. Okay, I love stuff like that. All right, don't get me going, or I'll never get into the preachings. I gotta gotta be careful. All right, so uh, again, uh, who was the first person to experience fear in the Bible? Now I'm going to say that for those of you that are guessing. Okay, for those of you that are guessing on the on the who's the first person to experience fear, you know it's really going to be one of two. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just kind of throwing that in your direction, really believing. Okay, there you go. If you think you know the answer, we'll go a little extended on this because I got to do this teaching It's pretty important. But uh, if you uh, think you know the answer, you can call in on that trivia question. Hopefully, I won't forget that because. Uh, I'm not doing that great in that. Uh, 972-445-0770 is the call. Uh, 214-210-8483 is the text. And then david at he must increase.org is the uh, email. That's the email, right? That's what we call email? Okay. 
okay, I want to say this. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but you have to deal with scripture. You can't. There's no point in trying to get around things. And people are like, well, I don't want to read that because I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a lame excuse. We don't buy into that. Uh, Job chapter 1, verse 9, Satan replied to God, yes, Job fears God, but not without good reason. Can I just, I just want to say this. I just want to make sure we get it on the record, make sure it's there so that nobody gets weird on this stuff, right? Satan talked to God. Satan talked to Adam and Eve. Satan inspired Judas. Satan has done a lot of work. And while it is funny on Saturday Night Live when they did the church lady, and yes, it was funny, take a break. The reality check is that in the spiritual realm of our fighting, Satan is real. It's not some myth. He's not some dude in a weird suit. He's not some, he sits on, you know, one end. It's like, look, this is an enemy that, if given permission, would annihilate every person that worships God. If given permission. He doesn't have permission. So in that sense, every Christian has a bubble. No matter what, what, no matter what you're thinking, every Christian has some form of a hedge. And what Satan does is he, when he speaks, he, and people are like, well, he doesn't talk. Of course he talks. How is it that God talks and people talk, but Satan doesn't talk? What, what, what bizarreness is that? And when he talks, he introduces challenges and lies and doubts and temptations. So one of the things the church lacks is the discerning of spirits because when words come to our direction, we need to know where their origin is from. And if they're producing lies and doubts and temptations and challenges, that should give us a clue right off the bat. All right, we're going to take our break. Then we're going to come back, but I want to answer the trivia question. She had the ball. She had the ball. She had the pink, pink, pong ball ready to go. That is funny. Uh, the answer, who was the first uh, person to experience fear? Adam. Remember, he ran and hid in the garden when he heard the Lord. Oh, yeah. You knew it was one of two. Had to be, right? All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. 
To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good luck. <laughs> bam, bam. All right. Uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is. And this is just too f- – and if you guys get offended at this, I – you know, take a, take a week off the show. <laughs> but, uh, it seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question, but I have to tell you ahead of time, I'm going to have Jennifer play the horn because this one, it doth be sneaky. This is my King James way of saying that. So let's go ahead and play the horn before I read it because it's a sneaky. All right, you have been warned. In how many pieces was Jesus' seamless garment cut? In how many pieces was Jesus' seamless garment cut? If you think you know the answer, you can... Call 972-445-0770. You can also text... 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must org. Just say that Joyen and Cordelia, pow, pow on that one. Nice job, ladies. Uh, the question's straightforward. There you go. You already had the horn. I can't help it. Into how many pieces was Jesus's seamless garment Cut. You are looking for John 19 for those who are trying to figure that out. So it's like a Monday fun day. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think it's because I'm going to see the kids, grandkids are going to come home. Now, Noel and I were talking about this last night. The, the grandkids are going to come. Now, you have to understand for Noel and I, we, uh, we, the dogs sleep in the same room as us, and we know that the grandkids are going to want to sleep in the same room as us. 
Okay, and so we we anticipate that there's going to be a lot of people sleeping in one room. <laughs> we anticipate, and you know what? It'll be fine. It'll be fine if I could just figure out what does wrong with Birdie's brain. That would really help me. But that's besides the point. He's a dog. I can't help him. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, let's have the send them on through. Knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Always wonderful to hear from you. How you doing? Doing good. Thank you. How was your weekend? It was good. It really was good. I did a little extra work. I'm trying to work out a little bit more on the knee. It gets a little puffy when I work out, but I can walk around better. But it looks worse, but it feels better, so I think that's good. I don't know. Uh, how's Susie doing, by the way? How's she doing? Any better? Um, I'm I think so. Okay. We'll keep us posted. We'll keep praying for her, okay? Thank you. All I right. appreciate that. You got it. All right. How many into how many pieces was Jesus's seamless garment cut? It was just one big piece. So how many pieces was it cut into? It was one cut. That is right! That is it! You got it. That was the sneaky part. That's why we played the horn. It was never oh. cut. They didn't cut it. They didn't do it that way. And that's why that was sneaky. <laughs> See, your, gut, your gut was right. You were like, wait, it wasn't cut at all. There was no cut. They didn't cut it. They left it alone. Exactly right. That's what I wanted to get out of there. So it was one piece. Nobody cut it. Nobody touched it. Excellent job, right. Deborah. Okay. Well, God bless you. Y'all have a good day. All right. Thanks. God bless you. Bye-bye. 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 Good job. <laughs> okay. All right. So I got three jokes. One's a one-liner. It's not really a joke. It's just a wise saying. Uh, the other two are jokes. So here's the first wise saying. Ready? Better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool, a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. That's just true, though. A preacher overheard this talk between two men in the church hallway. Listen carefully, because I can only tell you this once. I promised not to repeat it. <laughs> You're killing me, Sam. Yeah, that's a tough one. All right, and then this last one, and don't tell me it's not funny. This is kind of cute. Uh, pastor is preaching on Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. The minister then added, you know, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. The deacon's wife leaned over, put her head on her husband's shoulder, and whispered in his ear, I just love to watch your muscles ripple when you take out the garbage. <laughs> Very good plays on that one. <laughs> Very good plays. Now, the jokes haven't been stellar. I know that because I have to pace out what the good jokes are and what the good jokes aren't. So you just have to deal with that. Okay. Uh, back to our text, if you don't mind. So here we are, Satan. This is Job chapter 1, verse 9. Satan replied to the Lord, uh, Yes, Job fears God, but not without a good reason. You have always protected him and his home and his property from harm. You've made him prosperous in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But take everything away he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. So here's the thing that you got to wrap your head around when we're looking at the book of Job. Okay, There's a reason it's in Holy Writ. It's there for us to understand, and look what is what it is that Satan says. And look how God does not actually change any of that. You have to understand what's going on. 
What Satan does is he, he says, you've protected him, you've protected his home, and you've protected his property. For those that don't recognize that the safety that you have encountered throughout this life journey, the fact that that car didn't veer off and smash into you, the fact that you were delivered in a moment from an accident that surely would have caused tremendous damage, the fact that you didn't cut yourself by accident at a moment that could have been severe, those things that we simply take for granted as a, a good fortunate moment are probably more ordered of protection than anything else. If Satan had his way, you'd be dead. So let's just move past that. There's some form of bubble. Is that entirely for everybody all the time? No, obviously it's not. But there are some moments where the Lord will not allow stuff to happen. I'll give you the example that happened to me when I was uh, driving Joshua to the hospital when he was, I can't think if he was like one and a half or, you know, like, yeah, young. So he fell uh, back then when they had tables that had corners on them. Uh, <laughs> now they don't do that. <laughs> anyway, so he fell and he hit his head on the corner of the table and had a nice gash on his head. And uh, whenever uh, I talk to him, I remind him about that because that's just easier as a dad. And uh, so I'm driving to the hospital um, on uh, Beardsley Road, for those that know uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, past Union Hills, but not quite to Deer Valley Parkway before they had any lights, any building, any any houses. So you're talking many, many, many moons ago, like 37 years ago, 36 and a half years ago. Okay? I'm driving down the road. The light's green. I go through and I stop at that moment after I hit the brakes. I hit, put my foot on the pedal to go, and then I hit the brakes. At that moment, with like a one-second delay, a car with no lights goes zooming through the intersection at about 90 miles an hour. If we were there, we'd have been, if not dead, severely, I mean, just severely mangled, whatever. That's protection that you can't just go, oh, it was very fortunate. Very fortunate. That was much more likely an angel sticking his foot on my foot on the brake than anything else. That's protection. And God has protected you 10,000 times. I, that's why I think when we get to heaven, we're going to go, oh, whoa, because I, I think we're clueless because we're so absorbed about our own universe and how we think of things. God protects you often, physically, emotionally, psychologically, in, in ways you cannot even imagine, but you will get to see it one day. But that's an example of how the Lord intervened. Hey, I didn't know to put my foot on the brake. God knew. Put your foot on the brake. Okay? All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. What is the David Spoon Experience? Isaiah chapter 63, verse 8 through 9 says this. He said, surely they are my people. Sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he 
too was distressed. So uh, I want to make sure you understand. We've talked about this before. You've heard some of my testimony. If you want to really get a better handle on my testimony, uh, I'll shamelessly plug the Broken for His Glory book, which contains the testimony, but you can get it for free if you do it through Kindle. And then otherwise it's like seven bucks or something. That's not very much. Uh, It's kind of a fascinating journey on becoming saved and then going through bad churches or a bad church and then coming back into good church. Right, That's not always easy to do. One of the big premises of the book and of my entire Christian journey is a passage like this, which says, He said, Surely they are my people's sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. And in all their distress, he too was distressed. I think it's important for you and I to understand the level to which God has put himself or placed himself. He's not incomplete without us in the in the theological term that God can exist completely independently and doesn't need us, but he bears with us or connects to us in such a way that he feels with us. And so I think it's important for you and I to grasp that when Paul was on the road to Damascus, and then uh, the Lord appears to him, right? And we've talked about this before, you know, knocks him, you know, knocks him uh, off his donkey and blinds him, okay? Now, you just have to imagine, you're on a donkey, bammo, you're on the ground, okay? <laughs> okay? Not on a comfy table or a comfy chair or a comfy bed, on the ground, and you're blind. <laughs> so this is a real wake-up call. And then Jesus says to him, Saul, before he becomes Paul, you know, you know, why are you persecuting me? And what does Paul say, Saul say? He says, who are you? <laughs> right? Because this is like, you know, this is, you know, outer limits stuff right here. And then Jesus goes, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Ah, but the irony behind that is that Jesus made the identification with the church because Saul was persecuting the church. But Jesus goes, I'm the one you're persecuting. Now see see how he connects himself to the people. On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. As you've heard me say, and I will say often, there are so many excellent shows on this station. Take advantage. We're a little different, but... We recognize the great value on some of these shows, and I encourage you to check them out. Uh, Oh, trivia. Okay. (laughs) That takes me a second. All right, all right, all right. This is a good one. This is a good one. Okay? This is a really good one. And one one day soon, we'll talk about the tribes and how could there be 12 tribes, and there's 13 tribes, and there's 11 tribes. We'll do that down the road. Just not today. Uh, Which tribe of Israel had the responsibility of moving the tabernacle? Which tribe of Israel had the responsibility of moving the tabernacle? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must 
Org. I do want to say that Lewis and Abraham have been doing a great job on some of these, and I really appreciate that. And just as I said that, Abraham comes in with the pow-pow. Nice job, Abraham. Uh, So that's that. I do want to also send you up to the website. Uh, On the website, there's this, that, whatever. Uh, There's all that stuff and all (laughs) that. There's cotton candy and there's Skittles and there's free candy bars. Okay, there's none of that stuff, but there is an opportunity to give on the website. And if you don't want to give through the website, it's 100% safe. We've never had a problem. But if you don't want to give through the website, there's a way to give a check. Uh, That's okay, too. We would just encourage you to do that because we need it. And that's how we keep going. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Those are legendary. <laughs> just, just, you know, it's, you just don't know. That's better than a Dallas loss. Hello? Okay. I have watched a little more football this year. Last year, I was pretty uh, disappointed by a lot of it, so I think they're trying to clean some of it up and let it go back to sports. That'd be nice if they did that, wouldn't it? Uh, Anyway, uh, and here's the problem that I have, just in case you get into, if we ever get into the sports uh, issue. Okay, so I'm from Detroit, so most of you guys know that, right? I lived in Arizona for a while, right? 17 years. I lived in San Diego for a while, like 17 years. And then now I'm in Texas, right? And so I have all these different uh, uh, things. And so then you sit there and you watch like the, the two football teams. It's like I get it except for Tom Brady's from Michigan. And so I have a problem with that because I am for Dallas, but I am also for Tom Brady. So it's a, it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough life. <laughs> If that was the extent of my problems, we'd all be great. Okay? All right. Uh, trivia question. We have somebody who's answering a trivia question. All right. Let's send them on through since I ruined everything else. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. I, I know you don't hear from me very often, but uh, but anyway, I, I uh, <laughs> that was it. That last uh, uh, trivia question was really, really a uh, little bit of a trick. Oh, yeah, people, that maybe. one? You like that one, though, huh? <laughs> that was a little tricky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I know the answer. All right, you ready for this one, then? All right, here you go. I'm going to give you that. Give you the, which tribe of Israel had the responsibility of moving the tabernacle? Well, I'm going to say the Levites. That is correct, Amanda! Okay. You still got it, Mary. You still got it. They had to take it down and and, and assemble it, put it back up. That's exactly right. Every time they moved. That's right. Excellent. You know, it's so wonderful to hear from you, and I hope you're doing well. We want everybody in the audience to be praying for you on a regular basis. You feeling pretty good? Oh, I'm I'm feeling fairly well, fairly well. Not 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 as good as I'd like to, but not as bad either. So, yeah, the Lord's good anyway, one way or the other. 
you know? Yes, he is. He's good one way or another. Every day the Lord is good, and the Lord is good every day, right? Right. Amen. <laughs> How great to uh, hear from you. Okay, David, are you gone? Uh, still here. Still here if you want to share oh. something. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll say goodbye and listen, okay? All right, thank you. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't that great to hear from Mary? She's like the mom of our show. <laughs> Love it. All right, so you still have to put up with me. That's how it goes, folks. Nobody's getting a free break anywhere. It's just it's the show. It's what it is. You know, you're thinking, why do you do this? Why do you do this? Get in line behind my wife. All right, uh, let's do history. Let's uh, go ahead with that. Let's go All right, uh, tough to argue with some of these. Uh, these are pretty classic ones right here. Today is Chocolate Milkshake Day. That's a good one. Come on, right? It's Chocolate Milkshake. Yum. Yum. Hello. Today is National Day of Encouragement, so I encourage you to be encouraged. There you go. Well, I encourage you to drink a chocolate milkshake. There. See, now you've got now you've got both of them rolling together and creating something synergistic, even bigger. Very, very good. Uh, it's uh, on. I'm on top of it day. <laughs> it sounds like a day for roofs. <laughs> Yes, it does. Because I don't know what else. And then uh, National Video Games Day. That was fun when I was trying to skip out of work when I was 20, but uh, it's not quite the same now. Uh, on this day in 1957, NORAD began its operations. I, I, I'm not familiar enough to really comment left or right. 1959, however, Bonanza, first regularly scheduled TV program that is in color, Ooh. aired its first episode. Uh, 1970, and this day first, unmanned, 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 unmanned spacecraft to land on the moon and return. Soviet Lunar 16's launch returned to the Earth 12 days later with 101 grams of lunar soil. And they, what did they do with that I soil? I don't have any idea. I mean, I gotta think they sold it or something. Or somebody's got it in a jar yeah. in their kitchen. There's a plant. There you go. <laughs> There's a plant. Plant growing out of it. Yeah, it's a plant growing out of it. Something like that. And then uh, that doesn't matter. I look at these and decide whether they matter or whether they don't matter. Uh, none of the rest will matter. <laughs> That's it. That's enough history. Uh, don't forget for September 11th, which we did do an honor for uh, on Friday, and some people are doing their honoring today, which is fine. I mean, that's don't as long as they're doing the honor and recognizing, that's the big thing to me. Okay? All right. <sighs> Is this Monday? It has to be Monday. All right, back to the Job, the Jobinian land. Actually, that's what I call it, the Jobinian land. And I want to make sure we understand this. I'm not trying to acknowledge in the sense of glorify or uh, prop up uh, Satan and his evil activities. I'm trying to show the reality that when Christians walk around saying there is no spiritual warfare, I have never experienced spiritual warfare, there's something wrong with that since Jesus talked so much about it, and it is all through Scripture from the very beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation. I think we all get a handle on that there's spiritual warfare and there's an enemy. While we have surrendered our heart to Jesus Christ and we have the greatest friend ever, 
horror that we could ever imagine. We have also inherited the uh, most uh, devious enemy that one could uh, imagine in, in, in many ways. So here in this challenge, he gives this challenge to the Lord and says this. Uh, this is Satan in verse 9, Job 1. Satan replied to the Lord, yes, God fears God, but not without good reason. You've always protected him and his home and his property from harm. You've made him prosperous in everything he does. Look how rich he is. Now, just stop right there. When it says you made him prosperous, this was not a scratch, a scratch ticket. This is over his life. This is work. This is diligence. This is commitment. And the Lord has blessed the work of his hands, and he's been blessed in that. And I want to make sure you, you understand, Job accumulated over time. It's not an instant, but his prosperity is well beyond finances. He's got kids. He's got uh, servants that he takes care of. And, and when people say, oh, servants, servants, it's like somebody has to help these people. This guy was helping these people. It's like that's a good thing, right, helping people, right? So he's doing that. He's taking care of. He's doing commerce, doing all this stuff. And what happens is what we've been trained to see is that the value that Job has is in his possessions. And that's kind of how, uh, and and again, I'm going to say this and people are just going to lose it. Society in our we've got the greatest country there is. I'm not sure it's the richest com- country like everybody else has said because in Solomon's day silver was thought of like stones, and I'm not sure we got to that place yet. But we have a wonderful, wonderful, fantastic country. So got problems? Yeah, name a person who doesn't, let alone a country. That's just silly. But the question is. Do we see value the way that God sees value? And in our society, we do a lot of value by by people that have a certain amount of of fame, uh, finances, power. So we look at value from a kind of a different scope, whereas God looks at the value in our connection to him as the creator. That's where the value comes in. And so we've been trained to see it one way, and and the Lord tries to explain to us, no, the value, your actual value is the blood of Jesus Christ from which I paid for you, which cannot have a monetary value, but it has a much greater universal value than anything monetarily could ever you could ever think of. And Satan challenges— Job's position and then says to the Lord, and it's a dare in its own way. You can call it many things, but I think it's a dare when he says, take away everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. That statement explains to you that Satan is not omniscient right there. Take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Now, what's amazing to me is that God is omniscient. Satan says that. God says, okay, how come Satan doesn't go, well, wait a minute, God's omniscient. I'm going to lose this. I mean, he almost like trying to figure out why he didn't figure that out. But he says, take everything away, and he will surely curse you to your face. The challenge from the enemy is to change Job's situation Take things away from him, and he will turn from his faithfulness to you to resentment against you. And that's the same test you and I go through. 
You have a circumstance or a situation, and it changes, and you look up to God, and you, in, in, in frustration, in whatever those moments, and you are like, why is this being allowed, or why does this happen? And you go into the, you know, the, you know, God is mad at you scenario, or God is not being fair scenario, or God is, you know, playing with my life scenario, whatever that is. And, of course, it's got nothing to do with that. But what Satan tries to do is say, change that circumstance for that person. That person will not be faithful. That's the challenge. And we fall into that thinking way too often. Not trusting in the goodness of God. Whose fault is that? Ours. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. The David Spoon Experience. You should see Gabriel because he's, he's just running everything. He has to run to this thing, run to this thing. It's great to see it because I just love that the Lord's bringing him in this way. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Yes, they are. So we're going to have them uh, come forward, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Dr. Spoon. This is Deborah. <laughs> Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I hope you're getting a kick out of the show today. This is a fun one today. <laughs> All right. You ready? All right. Here you, this, this is a good one. Which of David's wives was described as very beautiful to look upon? Um, I believe it was Bathsheba. That is correct. You are right. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 2. That's exactly what it says. Excellent job. By the way, how you doing, Deborah? How are things going for you? I'm good, thank you. I'm doing a lot better, and, you know, things are going well. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I want everybody to keep praying for Deborah. 
don't stop praying for the audience. And one of the things I came up to, with today when I was praying is everybody should be praying that the Lord would just help one another, help help the people, help the people, Lord, yes, help the people. I, I do pray that, and I do pray for the audience all the time. So. I, I love it, and I love that you do that, and I love that you call in. And like I said, you are the best guesser we have ever had. So <laughs> excellent job. You know, I always thought it was funny that David saw her bathing and her name was Bathsheba. I always thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even catch that. That's funny. He saw her bathing. Her name is Bathsheba. There you go. <laughs> I'm using right. that. Well, y'all have a good day. God right. bless. Thanks. God bless. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. And as with oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. That is so funny. <laughs> Bathsheba. She was taking a bath. Okay. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, trivia question. That's it, right? Is there anything else I can remember? Who knows? I'm sure there'll be something that <laughs> will come up. Okay, now if you guys don't get this, I, I, I'm going to say this. I'm gonna, I am going to say this. If you don't get this, I might cry. Okay? All right. In what chapter of the Bible do you find the phrase, He leadeth me beside still waters? He leadeth me beside still waters. What chapter of the Bible is that in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages and sizes? Uh, if you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at org. So the one thing I do want to say is if you guys ever want to send me like a personal note or whatever, you can still do it on the website. So if you like have a hard time with uh, like email or something, you can always go to the websites. Just listen. And on the website under he must increase.org there's a comments and this or prayer or whatever the case may be and if you just click on that and fill out the information it doesn't we don't sell any information we don't share any information but it gives you an opportunity if you've got something you want to share some something you need prayer for so on and so forth that's also the same place you would i guess do show suggestions uh i will tell you that we are trying to decide on the next couple of books that we're going to teach and you know it's just i love teaching in the scriptures so i do think we're going to probably go into timothy and then either the first or second corinthians and we're going to be doing romans and we're going to be doing uh first and second samuel which is lights out fantastic so just be in prayer so we can know okay what what's a good direction what does the lord want us to to work on I mean, all of it of course but what's next all right, we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Let's go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hi, Gary. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm working, I'm working my knee, Gary. I'm working the knee. <laughs> I had like five, five weeks where I couldn't do very much, the ear thing, and I had a couple of different things going on. So last five or six days, I've really been, you know, I wanted, I want that knee to be better, better, better. So, and, uh, and you know, a lot of times when I work at it, I think of you asking, and I think, yep, yeah, I'm going to tell them. I can't wait to tell them. <laughs> so, thank you for asking, well, and good. I appreciate that's that. Good. 
Yeah. All right. This is a classic. I cannot imagine you're going to – I know you're not going to miss this, so that doesn't matter. But I just appreciate you calling in. In what chapter of the Bible do you find the phrase, he leadeth me beside the still waters? That's Psalm 23, and that's David's psalm. That is correct, sir. You are right. And I want to know how you're doing. How are you feeling? Are you? I mean, are you making it? But are you doing better? The same? A little worse? Whatever the case may be. Because I'm doing a pre- little better now that I got my phone back on. <laughs> I, had, I was without a phone for a week. Oh, uh, that's terrible. Uh, it was in the line. So, but anyway, they got it, got it up and running. So. Okay. Well, that is good news. Let me pray over you anyway, because I love praying for you, and I and I want to make sure you're always doing good. So, do you? Is okay, okay if I pray for you? Okay, thank you. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. I lift up my brother to you. Well, it's a great blessing. And I'm just asking you, Lord, as his brother, that you would bless him. And then just encourage him. Just any any token, any sign that says, hey, you know what? These people love you. Let him know that we love him. I mean, beyond us just saying it, let him know. Let him know, hey, this is because my brothers and sisters are for me. We just, we just thank you for him. We pray you just give him a touch from the power of your spirit. And that he would have a sense of joy and, a, and grace and mercy flowing through him. And he would continue to be the blessing that he is to other people as, as well as he is to us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you. And I prayed for you and everyone associated with you uh, yesterday. I appreciate that, brother. So, so very much. How are your dogs doing? Uh, doing pretty good. I, I the, the the they're feeling better. Bert is in a new phase, and I hadn't quite figured it out yet. But he 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 throws up this little squeaker toy. Now, I gotta just tell you this because you brought it up. He throws up this squeaker toy, then he runs and he gets it, and then he throws it to the other side of the room, then he runs and he gets it. And Noel and 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 Levi and us and I just look at him. And he just goes back and forth and back, like he's in his own planet, <laughs> like doing his own thing. It's like, okay, well, I hope you're having fun. And he just throws it in the what, air and then goes and chases it. It's so what funny. What breed is he? Uh, he is a kind of a mostly border collie with a little bit of uh, other mixed. But he was a rescue dog, so we knew that his his mom was, I guess, real bad to the to the 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 birthing group and she had killed like three or four of the brothers and so he was kind of like border collars are very smart you know yeah that dog's and manipulative smart might be (laughs) be a way to talk about it like maybe a little too smart sometimes if you know what i mean i'll ask i'll see somebody with a border collie and be out walking i says it's smart and it's smarter than i am Yeah, I often feel that way. <laughs> Look at they got us feeding, walking, and playing with them. What exactly are they doing in the house? Nothing. <laughs> That's pretty smart. <laughs> well, I'll keep praying for all of you. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. <laughs> bye bye. Wonderful to hear from Gary. So we got to hear from Mary and from Gary. It's like, wow, what a day. I love days like today. All right, let me finish this up because I want to make sure you get this part. Okay, this is a part nobody likes. I don't like it. You don't like it. It's not a matter of whether you like it or not. It doesn't change anything. So verse 11, take everything away he has. This was Satan said to God, and he will surely curse you to your face. Verse 12, all right. <laughs> see, see that right there? I hate that. <laughs> what do you mean all right? No, say no, no. All right, you may test him. 
the Lord said to Satan, do whatever you want to do with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. So for those that are like, well, Satan's never been in the Lord's presence. Okay, well, then just throw out the book of Job because that would be incorrect. But the idea, and people are like, well, I thought sin couldn't be in the presence of God. Sin can't dwell in the presence of God. If no person could ever be in the presence of God because of the sinfulness in general, there'd never have been any contact ever with God ever. So the idea behind this is to understand that God does not abide or does not dwell or does not live in that realm of sin. So there's a very brief encounter. They have this encounter. Satan was summoned, so it wasn't an option or anything like that. That's got nothing to do with what I want to talk about. The Lord said to Satan, all right, (laughs) that's what it has to do with. There is a reason that the Lord allows what he allows. And while we don't like it, there are cosmic contests going on all the time. If you're not sure about that, do me a favor, reread Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, 11, and 12, where it talks about God showing his manifold wisdom to the principalities and powers in heavenly places through the church. So what does that mean in essence? What it means is that God demonstrates his wisdom, his insight to beings that we have no idea who they are, and he uses the church to do it, which means that you and I are on stage on a regular basis, God using us to demonstrate his wisdom on a every whatever, however it works, I don't know if it's every day, every hour, I have no idea. The idea behind this is to grasp that there's much more likely conflict going on that's beyond the scope of our eyes, and if we are not able to see it or the Lord does not share it with us, then perhaps we can do this amazing thing and trust God. Now, I don't have to add anything to that. It's, it's, it's the difficulty is that we want to have the answers as to the why. But that's because we're not trusting for the who. So before you ask why, remember the quality of the who. And then encounter your scenario. He allows for the purposes of his wisdom and his insight. And we trust him for that, right? At least we need to anyway. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. And we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.